Celebrate good times. Come on. It's Star Wars Celebration. Celebrate good, good times. times. Come on. Come on. Do, do, do. It's Star Wars Celebration. We'll see you after the jump. I am a Jedi. Like my father before me. Kenobi! Rebellions are built on hope. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. Never tell me the odds. Well done. You're a rebel now. Hello there, Rebels. Welcome to Reckless Rebellion, the podcast with enough chaotic energy to fuel a Death Star. I am your rogue leader, electrifying force-sensitive that toes the line of balance, Thomas Carter Rochester, and I am joined by the greatest mind the rebellion has ever had to offer. He is the king of this joint at this point, uh, master of chaos, pod racing enthusiast, king of the Hoth, Mr. Uh, Mr. Dependable, the Kleinfeld. Mr. I just, yeah, I have Mr. Pendle. I've got an Iron Man streak going. I think I used that <laughs> word correctly right now. Um, mm-hmm. As we've said in the past few weeks, things may change, but Kleinfeld stays exactly the same. And no matter what, you can rely. I will be here in these dulcet tones. We'll be treating you at least once a week talking about Star Wars. How are you doing, Thomas? I am good, man. It has been a very long day. I left my house 12 hours ago to go to work. And I wow. got home an hour and a half ago. So we've had a long day. Snuck a workout in. Back from MegaCon. Still basically like hungover. Yeah, okay. I wanted to ask you. We it. joked about it. We joked about it last week that you weren't yeah. here. You were away at MegaCon. You were repping the Reckless Rebellion as you do. How was it? How was things? Give me, let's say, one. What was the best story out of out of MegaCon? Out of MegaCon or the whole weekend? Out of the whole weekend. Okay has nothing to do with megacon actually oh, my okay. roommates okay. uh that i lived with for three years they messaged me on saturday night and like hey uh, are you still in orlando and i'm like yeah how long are you gonna be here i was like well i leave monday like well we're going to sea world tomorrow do you want to grab dinner after Cause i was like yeah because i'm free at five so that works out perfectly I'm like sweet we'll make reservations at six so i go and I hang out with my roommates, and this is like family. This is that Rebels crew. In fact, we did watch Rebels together in the house. We watched Clone Wars and Rebels. So it was a it, like a family reunion, basically. And I got to meet the newest roommate, uh, as we call him, Theo. He's a little baby. He's six the weeks old. The new mate. The new mate. Ooh, n- nailing it. Nailing it there, Klein. So we we hung out. We had dinner. Then we wa- uh, walked around the shark encounter there. And I don't know if you know this, Klein. But I love sharks. So there was like a tube and it's very it is absolutely perfect. Considering this week's episode of The Mandalorian, we were in like a hyper tube, I think they call it. Uh, and there's just sharks swimming over the tube, man. And I got some great videos, uh, but I got to play with Max. He's the second. Uh, he's the oldest new mate, if you will. Um, and it was it was just heartwarming, man. I, I miss those. I miss my family there. Um, when I met them, they had, when we moved in together, they had just started dating. Then they got married. Now they have kids. It's crazy. Crazy Uncle Thomas is always there to, you know, carry a kid around an entire park racing and dancing to teach him how to fly. Um, that is my favorite story. That was that was the that was the one that I left going, man, that was that was the perfect ending 
to the weekend because I was exhausted. I was drained. Um, I had so much fun seeing all the cosplays. Holy fuck, man. There's so many good. I didn't even take pictures of all people the are cosplays. so talented, man. Like, Dude, it's amazing. I've never been to a con, but every time I see pictures, even the stuff that you do, it's like, I don't know how anyone does that. I saw someone the other day who I guess it was at MegaCon posted a photo on Twitter was going around of, hey, I just made this Iron Man suit for me and my wife. He had like two sets of like actual metal Iron Man suits that they were walking around in. And I'm like, how? Whoa. How? Like, <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. you're going to have to send me that because uh, that sounds awesome. I'll have to go looking for it. I forget where it was. But yeah, it's it. People are so talented. I, I want to get to a con. I've never been to one. Like, that's my oh goal. My I think in the next year. From this day, from this day, a year from now, we can check in, and hopefully, I will have been to a con of some sort. We'll speak it out in the ether. Kleinfeld will become a Connie, as we call it, a con goer. He's a Connie. Mm. A Connie uh, missed. No, let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Klein, buddy, how you doing, man? It's, it's I'm doing well, time. dude. You're talking about your day. It's been a long day uh, for me. Like it's been, it has also been just as long. I um, I guess I can say this now because it's officially happened. I had an interview, sit down interview with Chad Stahelski, the director of John Wick One, Two, Three, Four, Keanu Reeves' stunt double from The Matrix, and it was one of those things where um, I was been trying to book this for weeks, and they got back to me yesterday saying, "Hey, can you do this tomorrow?" And I'm like, "Yes, I will make this happen." Um, I may have to delay Reckless Rebellion, but I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but it was one of those days where you have something at the end of the day and you're just sitting all day long, just stewing in anxiety and nervousness. And by like, you should have seen Gabby, who is homesick actually today, could probably attest like I was bugging her all day. I've been jittery. I've just been so excited and so amped. And now it's off my shoulders. It's done. I did it. It felt really good. I feel like I can take on the world and like i've got good i've got energy right now and you can look for all that coverage that's going to come from that uh interview at the direct.com over the next little while but yeah it was so so cool to sit down and talk to this guy like he was just like the coolest nicest guy just like lounging in his office chair it's like yeah i just made one of like the coolest action movie series ever made and whatever but <laughs> and whatever yeah that's normally how creators I are with i ask him i ask all my interviewers and i don't or interviewees i don't know why i do this i've done this all the way since i like started broadcast school and everything is i ask them to introduce themselves and their role and it was usually if i'm interviewing like a town counselor or someone or someone i don't know how to pronounce their last name that's how i mm -hmm. get it right there because they're gonna say it right there and then but i've continued with it doing this kind of work as well and i just find it really funny to hear like I'm hi, my name is Chad Stahelski, and he opened with I like dogs. <laughs> I'm like I, <laughs> this guy. Yeah, that's that hey, listen. I think they're I gonna like run dogs. the whole interview on the direct podcast. So if you listen to that, yeah. I think they're gonna attach it to the end of one of the episodes coming up here. Yeah, and if you don't listen to that, what the heck are you doing? I don't know either. But Klein. Let's dive into it. We kind of got a chunky episode, and we're trying to get this out live tonight. I say live. Yeah, we've got, we're trying to get it out knew, of Thomas, recording. There's some big Star Wars things happening in the next yeah. like 12 hours. 12 hours from now, yeah. 12 hours from this very moment will be Star Wars Celebration. Um, and that beautifully leads us right on into the Rebel Report. 
news, 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 news. Well, Thomas, Jack is not here. He is sadly dead. He's gone. He's 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 Jack. Jack is dead, Thomas. Um, Starlock pit incident. It was really, really brutal. Don't, hopefully he can get out of that wet pit one day. Why but do we I keep am, going near that thing? I don't know. I don't know why. Um, anyways, I will do my best Jack impression in his stead. Uh, and it's what a week to miss when it comes to news because it's been a busy week and it's going to be a busy week. Just for the sake, I will say right now, if you're listening, because you're probably listening to this going news, you guys missed all the Star Wars Celebration stuff. Well, to that, I say we're recording in the past. So take that, time traveler. But... King. I will. I've made everything in here as evergreen as it can be. It's it's a lot of stuff that probably won't be covered at Celebration. We will talk a little bit about Celebration, but I'm not going to go in and talk about like the acolyte this week teased that some announcements are coming at some indiscreet point pretty soon, and it's like, Gasp. yeah, well, by the time you hear this, it, we probably will already know. But we'll get into it. Our very first story of the week. Star Wars Celebration, no surprise. It's happening live from London. Our friend who's been on the show, Tom Drew, someone I host another podcast with, will be there. He's going to be mm. in the room for some of these uh, announcements and events. The room where it um, happens? There's going to be news coming. Pardon? The room where it happens? The room where it happens. Oh, um, there's going to be news coming from this event all weekend long panels all weekend but the biggest that you're going to want to keep your eyes out for are coming during what's called the lucasfilm studio showcase and the ahsoka panel both are starting at 6 a.m eastern time on friday and saturday the lucasfilm one is on friday the ahsoka one is on saturday that's where we're going to potentially get movie announcements ahsoka trailer all the fun stuff and funnily enough those are one of or two of some of the only panels that will not be live streamed anywhere. So you cannot watch it. You're going to have to sit and refresh Twitter like I will be doing at 3 a.m. my time, but I cannot wait because they're going to announce some fun stuff. So I want to ask you, Thomas, what is Star Wars Celebration? We were going to maybe do a big prediction thing, but I just, it, it, I don't think it makes sense this close to the actual event. What's one thing that you want from Star Wars Celebration? <sighs> Klein. What do you want to leave this weekend with? I I am one hundred percent torn because I want some I want some High Republic acolyte stuff, right? But I'm currently re-listening to the Thrawn series, and I it is bringing my Blue Man Group love back. Um, I Blue very Man. much <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, <laughs> with those beady red eyes, just yeah, come oh on. yeah. It's a hot look. I think it's going to be my first Star Wars cosplay, actually. I'm going to, I'm going to be a, a chiss. Oh, maybe. Thrawn. Back to the plot. I I really, really, really want... It is the most unlikely thing, but a, a series about the chiss. It's what I want. You're not getting it, but... I know. You can I dream. might not... I'm going to have to write it for them. I'm going to call up Timothy Zahn right now and be like, Hey, bro... Let's do this Chiss Ascendancy. I want to know where Admiral Aralani f- takes out these grists. Like, I need to be there for it. But I will say, in terms of the Acolyte, I want a trailer. 
a trailer for the acolyte i do i want a teaser wow. I, even if we don't get wow. to see it i want that okay. description you know i bet we get that yeah. i bet i bet you're gonna get that i don't think we're gonna get a public i think the yeah. only public trailer we're gonna get out of this weekend and it's my answer is an ahsoka trailer i think we're going mm. to have an ahsoka trailer by the end of this thing that's good yeah I like. That. I wanted to rope in because we've been doing this a little while, or for the last couple of weeks. Wanted to rope in some listener answers to this very question. I put up a uh, post over on social media this week. If you don't follow the show, please go follow at Reckless Rebels on Twitter, and we've been making an effort over there. I think a little more than we ever have before, and we would really like it if to connect with you because you're listening. You can be part of the conversation here as well. Our good friend Noe Ruiz said. Give me all the Ahsoka slash Rebel stuff, please. I'm with you, Noe. I'm with you here. Ahsoka, please and thank you. I want to see this trailer. Uh, at Ditalic wrote, um, anything sequel era related? There were a couple answers like that. People wanting yeah. more sequel stuff. What does that mean, entail? I don't know. And then Brad Shankar, one of my good friends, he writes over at an amazing website called Mobile Syrup that I also right for every once in a while up here in Canada. He said, with the movie side of things seemingly being such a mess, it would be nice to get even one film announcement that instills me with some confidence. That's all I ask. Oh, and an Ahsoka trailer, of course. I think <laughs> I think you're going to get that, Brad. I think we were at least getting... I'm, I think we're going to get Ahsoka three movie trailer. announcements, but I think we're Ooh. going to get um, a, a movie announcement of some sort. I think it's going to be very exciting. I, I, don't, I keep saying I think a lot, but... <laughs> I believe that we are going to leave this weekend with something fairly substantial when it comes to Star Wars movies. I don't think yeah. we're going to get a PowerPoint presentation behind Kathleen Kennedy going, here's the next 38 years of Star Wars content. But I do think we're going to get maybe three movies and some pretty substantial information about them, whether it be director, writer, potential casting story details titles even i think we're yeah. gonna get that for at least one of these three and that's exciting it is i'm so excited for that you know but it's been so rumored that like i'm expecting it which is the three most is dangerous the number thing yeah. yeah it's the most dangerous thing to expect something like that uh, i want to give one more shout out to terry mciver he wants a high republic animation show in the style of star wars resistance i don't know if i want that style, like that animation style, it's not for me. It's very much Iron Man 2008, I think, the Iron Man Adventures cartoon that was on Nickelodeon. It's like yeah. 3D. You know, I just, I'm not, I'm not about that. I watched that a lot when I was in college, but I like the, what we have now. Um, but he also shouts out, you know, more Star Wars visions, Klein. I, I want to say that oh, for you. Wait. Oh, but, I can't wait. But he brought a good point to my mind, the High Republic, because I would also very much, I very much want, I, no, nay, sir, I need mm. to know when phase three of the High Republic is set timeline-wise. Mm. Simple, very simple piece yep. of information. Because that and the Acolyte and where they're tied in is what I need to know the most right now. I need that synergy synergy yeah star wars celebration you can actually go to the i think official star wars youtube channel or starwars.com on their homepage, either or uh -huh. and they're going to be live streaming a lot of this event they've got a Man, crazy list of guests 
up. I think last year for this, you and I, Thomas, sat on a call for like hours and just like <laughs> hung out watching them talk about, I think, like costumes and stuff like that. It but so you fun. can do that. It's always I love Star Wars Celebration. It's just it's a celebration of Star Wars. How aptly named. And we love Star Wars. I feel like this show every week is like your own personal Star Wars celebration. But when the when Lucasfilm actually yeah. acknowledges it, it makes you very happy. One day we'll be there on stage doing a live Absol- Reckless Rebellion. Oh man, and they're gonna have to censor the shit out of us. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait. Get us get at us, Disney. Um, up next, Donald Glover offering an update on a Star Wars Lando series is still in talks with Kathleen Kennedy. Apparently, Donald Glover sat down with GQ recently, where he was asked about various roles he's played, and naturally the topic of playing young Calrissian arose. When asked about possibly returning to the role of Lando Glover said quote I would love to play Lando again it's a fun time to be him it's it just has to be right it just has to be the right way to do it I'm all about now time is precious and I think everybody's been like the past couple years with the pandemic shit like really had people experience time in a way in a way where they're like I should be around oranges and they like (laughs) people kind of realize that their time is valuable Uh, You only get so much time. I'm not interested in doing anything that's going to be a waste of my time or just a paycheck. I'd rather just spend time with people that I enjoy. It just has to be the right thing, with which it could be. Lando is somebody I'd like to hang out with. We're Donald and Lucas... We're Donald and Lucasfilm talking about it, and that's all I can say about with it. That's all I can... Whoa, okay. We're Donald and Lucasfilm. Okay, there we go. Are talking about it. That's all I can say without Kathleen Kennedy hunting me down. They're talking about it. This is, we've mentioned in, I feel like a few podcasts, what's happening with this Lando show? It kind of disappeared. Is it ever going to happen? Seems Donald Glover is up for it. He seems up for a lot of things right now. People didn't think he'd be in the community movie. And then this week he recently revealed that, oh yeah, I'm, I'm getting ready for the community movie. So very cool. I want to ask you, Thomas. Yes. Do you think this happens? And do you want this to happen? I want it to happen. I need it to happen. I need it to be labeled the Calrissian Chronicles, and I need Billy D. Williams to also be involved. What if Billy D. Williams was like, it was like a TV show, and each week, you know, in like Clone Wars at the very beginning, you got the like narration, narration, and it was like Billy D. Williams like setting up and then like pulling the episode together at the end. Like it was like him telling a story around like a bar. Yes. And it's like, back when i was younger and then it would like go into a store uh, an adventure with um Klein, with lando son of a bitch so there's a there's a series of books i believe they were called the calrissian chronicles or something it was about lando it was like a trilogy and they in that you know changed some events he 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 always embellishes things so what was told there is like oh that's from lando's point of view like did he almost die who's to say Right. And he's, you know, even says in solo, everything you've heard about me is true. So there's that mindset going on in Shadow of the Sith, the book. He goes back and watches himself recording uh, like his his Calrissian Chronicles, as we call it. And he's just like, huh, look at me. I was so young. I was so egotistical. I was this. I was that. And I was like, man, I miss that guy. Right. So he's like reminiscing. So it could be both of those things. He could be talking at a bar, telling a story, or he could be talking about something like he's actually writing, uh, doing these hollows and he's watching these hollows and it takes him back to his memory. Like there's so many ways you could play that. But I think that's what this show should be. 
in my personal opinion. And if they don't do the Billy D. Williams thing, dude, who the fuck cares? Give me Lando, right? Fucking dopest dude. I love that you can take Donald's name and remove a letter. Do some. Do you some can dyslexia somehow get to Lando just, by way of you his can name. Get yes. Lando. Yeah, it's so <laughs> Did amazing. you say do some dyslexia? Do some dyslexia. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Lando. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm with you here. Like, I want it to happen, but that bigger question, maybe, is, do you think it does happen? I, I if they're talking about yeah, it, yeah, I think it will. Honestly, I think if he is up for it, Disney is happy to have him, or I would think, be happy to have him. I think that as well because he's a name. He's got he's more a name. Pull, he's got he's more pull. Atlanta, than they which realize. he's been working on forever, yeah. uh, that has kept him super busy, is ending. It's mm-hmm. done. I think the final season's airing right now. He, yeah. What's he gonna do next? Maybe he spends the next couple of years being in Star Wars again. He could write this show. Like think about that. Good. He could. This could he be could write Lando. Yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. Klein, do you I want agree. it to happen? And do you oh, think yeah. it will? I love Donald. I, I love Donald Glover. Like I put him in anything. I love the Childish Gambino stuff. One of my favorite rappers. I love when he did the funk album. Like is fantastic. I think. I think it does happen. I think that he wouldn't say something about it if it wasn't eventually if the possibility wasn't there at least if he wasn't open to it i feel like lucasfilm would be completely open to it and if he's just the he's the one thing that needs to happen and he seems into it so like i don't know what they're doing they're talking apparently wait interesting you think lucasfilm would be into it in disney i do interesting i think it's the opposite with Bob Iger coming in, quality over quantity, all that talk, like I get the feeling that I think Bob Iger sees the could see the potential in some in having Donald, even if he was like you said, showrun. Like, yeah, that's not Sorry. just a that could be something special that's that mm-hmm. the franchise hasn't done before. Okay, I love it. Hell yeah, droids rights, baby. Let's go. Uh, on to the next story. I'm realizing earlier I said we have four stories. We actually only have three. Um, Marvel's Thunderbolts director, Jake Schreier, is going to direct an episode of Star Wars The Skeleton Crew. Over the past few weeks, One Take News has been revealing a growing list of directors for the upcoming Star Wars series Skeleton Crew. In addition to the series co-creator, John Watts, who you may know from Spider-Man No Way Home, it's been reported that the Daniels... We love the Daniels here. Everything, everywhere, all at once. And David Mm -hmm. Lowry from The Green Knight have both directed episodes of the upcoming live-action Star Wars series. Now, One Take News are reporting that Jake Schreier, the man slated to direct Marvel Studios' The Thunderbolts, has helmed an episode of the series as well. So I want to ask you, Thomas, maybe not about Jake Schreier because we he hasn't really done a lot of big things. He's about to do Thunderbolts, which will be absolutely massive. I want to ask you, how are you feeling about this stable of directors that they're putting together for this show. We've got John Watts. We've got the Daniels, David Lowry, now Jake Schreier. How are you feeling about Skeleton Crew? I feel like this is shaping up to be something, I don't know, there's lots of lots of big names. These are, this is shaping up to be, in the same way that Mando season one kind of shook out, like, oh, these directors, like Rick Famuyiwe is going to be in this. Wow, that's amazing. I love him. Oh, Deborah Chow. Oh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Like, Dave Filoni, Taika Waititi, like huge names come in, direct an episode. 
and you can feel their imprint on the episode and it just works it works the way you know that that we we wish season three were working right now right but i really like the idea of how this is kind of shaping up like there's a lot of good stuff to be done here and I'm I'm just intrigued to see what the the graphics look like because it's Star Wars and they're probably using the volume and they worked for years on. Oh, you mean like like the VFX one. stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did yeah. I say? The graphics. Yeah, I mean, I say graphics because it's computer generated, like yeah, a video yeah. game. Type uh, thing, yeah, so. to me, graphics is, you know, Cal Kestis. Yeah. Yes, that's that basically the same thing. I'm surprised you didn't say you needed Cal Kestis to be brought in for Star Wars Celebration. We already know that's happening. So, um, okay, <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm excited about this stable of directors. Two thumbs way way up from me. I am. I would like to hear more about this series, please. Um, and I don't. I wouldn't know be if- surprised if we got a first look at if they filmed these episodes. I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if we got a something from celebration from this show you know dude i'm pretty sure it's done i'm pretty sure it's in the can now they might be doing some post-production stuff everything's filmed though yeah um the the last week did y'all talk about the the pirate going down and no more skeleton crew right yeah here's my thought i wanted to bring we talked about the thing is is we didn't know when skeleton crew is taking place right yes and i love that i love the idea that you want to use the world between worlds to no, use no 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 we're not yeah, using just, just listen just listen just listen shh dad is here okay daddy's here i got you to utilize the world between worlds because i can't use time travel i never said world between worlds doesn't matter in the fact that it's not going to be a plot device it's just us using the world between worlds talking shit to make time work because normally star wars is told linearly in a time period is it right? though right we, we just we just watched bad batch <laughs> in a time period that's a time that's just in a different time period than where we are now then mando that that's not what i'm talking about i mean like within star wars media mm-hmm. right and animation has always been pretty much clone wars era and then we rebels have, right before what about obi-wan i don't understand what I'm you're trying talking- to say I'm not talking what I'm saying well, how is does like, skeleton crew come into this because in this era of Star Wars, the Mandalorian era, the, the post return of the Jedi, everything's been chronological. And that's normally how it is when we enter ah, a realm is what I'm saying. Okay. Um, so it, for them to do something different would be awesome. I think it's still going to go forward. And I think it's vain. The dickhead pirate because yeah. he's the only one left. Yep. And it's a skeleton crew of a ship and he's the one leading that. Or maybe he's the one trying to he might be the villain. I mean, he's he's kind of a dick. Like he's not Modoc. He is a dick. So I think I think that's kind of where that villainy is gonna go uh in the skeleton crew. Is it's gonna be vain. And it's not gonna be in vain that uh, swamp monster guy died. I forgot his name. Captain I Guardian. Like, I like Shine. the salt monster. Uh, <laughs> I, I like the salt monster. I'm w- I am excited about these filmmakers coming in um, to do Skeleton Crew. I think mm-hmm. that we talked about it a bit last week. I think it's really cool to let these people kind of try on the sweater and see if it fits. Mm-hmm. And this is a great way to have these amazing filmmakers, these big name directors 
come in and go, oh, I can do a Star Wars thing. And then they do an episode and they finish that and go, they go home and then months pass and they think, oh, I'd never do like a Star Wars movie or series or anything. And then another few months pass and then they go, wait, I'm kind of wanting to do another Star Wars thing. And then you get them back in to do some big movie. Like, I think that's, that's a really cool, that's totally what they're doing, but yeah, it's exciting. Like Rick Famuyiwe is now an executive producer on Mandalorian. Right. And I'm, like that's amazing i I, he is like dope is the first movie i ever saw by rick family that i remember and that hooked me so he directed dope he directed dope i loved dope right so shout out to that movie yeah dude that movie is like it's like it's weird because yeah right that's who that kid yeah miles morales miles morales so that movie i saw that and i was like i love his tone so every episode that he's directed except for i want to say this the premiere of this season i'm like all in on like this season the episode one was just a recap like basically a roundup oh a roundup of what we're doing next yeah um, but like the 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 prisoner episode six of season one banger bringing back migs mayfeld uh in season two when mando takes his mask off banger like the way that he hones in on little things like that is amazing that we got the Ewoks. I mean, uh, not the Ewoks, the, um, uh, Jawas. We got the Jawas in his episodes, like diving deep into the Jawas. He might've directed two episodes in season one, actually. Yeah. I think he directed episode two and episode six. Yeah. He directed, uh, 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 Suka. Yeah. So bangers, bangers galore. Uh, all because he started that. So getting the Daniels to be an executive producer on a Star Wars show. Uh, the fact that we have John Watts doing this. Amazing. Cannot wait. Hell yeah. Star Wars, baby. We're doing it. Star Wars, baby. Oh, my God. Uh, that's going to do it for this week's rec, uh, rec, that Rebel Report. There's a reason that Jack does this and I don't. And yeah. as Jack, he would be remiss. He would roll over in his grave because, remember, he died in the Sarlacc pit. If I didn't mention to cite your sources. Remember... Just do it. You got to do it. It's the thing to do. You got to give credit where credit is due. Be sure also to check out the direct.com where some of these stories came from, as well as all your other amazing Star Wars outlets. Uh, today, we talked, uh, we went to Bestman Bulletin, where a couple of these stories are from as well. You know, set your sources. It's the right thing to do. Absolutely. And we're going to dive right on in. We're not going to take an ad break. It's still early. All right. We're jumping into our flagship topic. Yeah, I kind of hated that, but we're going to keep it in. Mandalorian Chapter 22, Guns for Hire. We always start with this quote. I love the quote thing, Klein. You, you brought Pulling it in. Pulling in the quote from the episode. Pulling in the quote. is a little modified, all right? But I think this is a very important quote. It's subtle. It's there. It's like a throwaway line, but it's got so much... Good spots got all the gabagool hidden in there. All that gabagool. We are honorable. We are honorable, kid. All it takes is a few credits. Klein, general thoughts on chapter 22. Um, man, I am. I said in our group chat after I watched this episode, I'm kind of kind of stuck with this episode. Uh, it's 
I don't really feel anything about it at all, which I which I think is worse than me hating it and worse than me loving it. Or not worse than me loving it, but like you know what I mean. It's <laughs> I would rather I despise this episode than just kind of like it ended and I was just okay. Indifferent. And mm. so yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of not feeling this season of the Mandalorian so far. There's been highs for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. And I thought, especially after last week, to kind of leave us where they did and set all these things up. And then we kind of go here. And yes, I guess it makes sense in the story, but it isn't the, it kind of felt like it slowed momentum way down. It felt like we'd built up a bit of momentum and then here just halt put like slammed on the brakes. And so, yeah, I don't know this to me. And I think Jack was talking about it the most. This to me, really makes me wonder it feels like a there's some sort of identity crisis happening with the mandalorian a little bit okay in this kind of push and pull of the and i don't know the details so don't quote me on this but the push and pull of the favreau and filoni relationship i guess where favreau has this it wants it to be what this episode is this western where they go and it's father and cub and they go and they save something each week in that it kind of goes on forever. And then Filoni, I think is a little more like building the mythology and building towards something and having this move along and, and building that connective tissue between project uh, and project and doing what he did with clone wars. And so to have it kind of, it gives you whiplash a little bit to have it pull from something like last week's episode or a couple of the other episodes this season and then get into this. It's like, I don't know what you're trying to do with this season, with this series. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I've listened to a lot of people talk about this episode. I've seen Twitter. I kind of, I understand the dislike of how the momentum just kind of, but I just rewatched, I just um, rewatched a good part of this. Uh, I watched the beginning up to a certain point. Actually, I'm pretty sure I watched it up to the chase scene. And then you're like, I'm ready. And I was like, oh, crap. I never did what I said I was going to do, which is fill out the finale of the episode. And I went forward all the way and was like, you know, rewatching all this at the end of the day. I think what gets people turns people off is that it is very season one. Like, I want to do this, but we got to do this side quest before we do anything else. Um, I did not like that. I still kind of don't like that. But what we get in that side quest, I enjoy so much. The plot of it, the detective story of it. Like, I'm like, you know I what? like the I like the plot devices for, like, the actual, yeah. where we go in this, I enjoyed, but I, I didn't. Yeah. I, I don't know. I wouldn't say I loved. Like it, it was just like, oh, okay. this is a this is CS. This is Criminal Minds in oh, yeah. Star Wars. Criminal Mandos, uh, Mandalorian Minds. I I as as a single episode, I love this. So good. Enjoy it. Great bottle episode. I don't know if I'd say so good, but yeah. In in the lieu of the whole season, it does stand out as an aberration. Because of the momentum kill, because of some stuff that happens that 
I mean, I do love the transitive property math and we'll get to it, but like, I'm also like, huh, I feel robbed of an amazing scene. Like I don't like that feeling. Right. Um, but overall, I really did enjoy this episode and rewatching it. Like everyone wants to bitch about the cameos. I don't care. I don't even know who Lizzo. I don't know who Lizzo is. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know how who Lizzo is. I don't. I don't. so old. Everyone, thank you. Thank you. I didn't even see her name in the credits. Like credits started and I was like, I got to go to work on Wednesday. And I rewatched it today and I'm like, credits, all right, I got to go to work. Uh, I didn't even finish it this morning because I had to go to work. So I, I don't, I don't know who Lizzo is. Oh even, my, <laughs> that's so funny. Me, me, dude. I don't care. So I'm like, Jack Black. Oh, and I'm like, okay, cool. She's, she's like, she's doing her thing. Like, I don't know who this is, but I dig it. Um, and now I get it. Like everyone's like, oh, that's Lizzo. And I'm like, okay, what song does she sing? Does she sing? It's is about she a damn time. In a minute, I'm going to need a sentimental man or woman to bump me up. Nope. Never heard nope. of Nope. Oh, my God. Hit me oh. with another. Hit me with another. It's the Lizzo. Oh man, Lizzo I don't know if liquid. I can. I don't know if I. I feeling good as hell. Do, 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 do. I don't know any other word than <laughs> good as hell. That's another one. She plays okay. the flute. She's actually really cool. Like I think she's of like the pop acts around right now. Like I dig. I okay. dig her whole thing. She's like rapper, singer, flutist. Ooh, well, you had me at flutist. Um. You know what, man? I didn't put in a lot of quotes in here, but this was a great quotable episode, in my opinion. Uh, we bring back some old ones. We have some new ones. <laughs> you had me at Battle Droids. What a line, dude. I love that. They have some great flirting growing on. There's so much going on. Let's go ahead and hop right on into the plot. Remember, kids, we are honorable. All it takes is a few credits. We open in space where our Corrin ship is being trailed by Moff Gideon's Imperial light cruiser only. It is occupied by Axe Wolves and the Mandalorian, formerly working with Bo-Katan. They were hired to take the son of a Mon Calamari Viceroy back home, despite him running away from home for love. How heartwarming. Then we jump to Plazir 15, where Bo-Katan and Mando are going to seek out these Mandalorians only to find Jack Black in this mysterious Lizzo character just chilling his leaders, having some fun, and they will grant permission to speak with the Mandalorians outside the gates after they help with a droid problem. Droid problem? What kind of droid problem? A droid problem. Well, malfunctioning droids ranging from lost tasks to assault. Fun times. They then go and talk to the security uh, commissioner and great Scott. It is Christopher Lloyd. And uh, they learn uh, there's a lot going on here. Basically, they learn there's a big red button that is actually a shutoff system to every droid. And the society would entirely collapse if it were to happen. And they're supposed to go talk to Ugnaughts. Real quick, Klein, there's some great shit in here between Mando and, and uh, Bo-Katan. I want to ask you before we start talking about this opening sequence, do you ship Mando and Bo? No. <laughs> no. Intrigue. No, I don't I like that. I didn't, but I'm starting to sense some vibes. No, I don't I don't like that. Okay. Well, that makes I, more I'm of you. sorry. I I'm sorry. I I don't think that. Yeah. I okay. don't I don't think that Bo needs that and I don't think that Mando needs that. Who said you who, you don't need love? It just happens, man. Nah, no. 
I don't even think it's love. I think it'd be more of a marriage out of convenience of like leading the people. <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome? Yeah. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. Actually, while we're here, Mando is the, this is the way like poster child and Bo-Katan is literally a princess. How do you merge the two clans together with, with it, it, dude, it's political. It's going to happen. And then maybe they'll enjoy each other enough to raise Grogu Uh, to be a great Mandalorian. Stop it. Mom Katan. No, thank you. Okay. No, thank you. What do you think about this this sequence? We have the Imperial light cruiser situation, and then we've also got all the Plazier 15. I'd like to touch very briefly on the opening of this episode. What the fuck? (laughs) <laughs> we bring spoilers for the rest of the episode we bring this up these the mandos are there oh they're on a ship oh we need to get this mon calamari guy and we never we never bring it up ever again now like with just the rest of this episode i thought oh like mando's gonna have to interact with like they're gonna save the prince or something like no no idea where the prince is it was just literally an effort to reintroduce these characters to audiences who hadn't seen who didn't watch the previously on at the beginning of the episode also i am sorry lucasfilm i love the work you do i love how awful some of the puppetry can be in star wars because that is part of the charm for me never ever ever make a mon calamari profess love on screen ever again because these dead puppet eyes and the mouth just moving up and down there's no emotion at all other than from the voice and it's just it's hard to watch and then and then the lady using her weird tentacles to like stroke his chin was not a fan of this at all at all weird i thought it was kind of (laughs) hot i just It's just so hard to like, unless the animatron, unless the like, unless you're going full CG or like the puppetry is like incredible, you cannot, it is so hard to portray like any emotion other than, I guess, yeah, just, I know we did with Admiral Akbar. we got some moments in like the original trilogy where you could tell he was like freaking out a little bit, but like Mm -hmm. you cannot do like nuanced emotion like love, I think with these things. Okay, that's fair. I do actually agree. I didn't look at his face. Oh, I watched this episode twice now, and the second time I was just just staring at his face. That's uh, remind me in Clone Wars. Did they express things? I don't remember them expressing things in Clone Wars either. I don't know. You can get away with it in animation, though, right? Like you can you can mold their faces a little better. It's just with the practical puppet of it all, it's just those big buggy eyes and they're just kind of blinking and the mouth is just kind of going up and down. Yeah. It's not. It's fair. really hard. Um, Christopher Lloyd's here. That's awesome. <sighs> That's uh, heavy. That, yeah. It's, it's a big hitter right there. Um, one thing that I do want to talk about because I it's going to come up later and it's very important and I totally forgot to add it in here. Uh, Jack Black is uh, a Imperial. former Imperial, yeah. right? We've learned a lot about this amnesty program, which I think just bolsters that Andor Mandalorian episode, Mandalorian episode. I want to make sure I say that clearly. Um, and I enjoy how he actually genuinely seems to be like, I'm a-okay with being not an Imperial, man. Uh, that's not how he talks, but... Um, 
They have a whole like there's some really good politics stuff going on. They're not allowed to have an army because he was a former Imperial. So they have to hire the Mandalorians to be privateers and protect them. And the only reason I think we got that opening sequence, it's not just to introduce them, but it's also to be like, hey, we're going to Plaza 15. It took me three watches to catch that that was the point of that sequence because I was just watching it like, wow, Mercedes Renato is so good looking when she has those braids and the armor. Like, step on Axe's neck and you take that chair. Just break him. Just kill him. Take him Wait, out. is Mercedes? Who's Sasha Mercedes? Banks? Yeah, okay. I was going to say, yeah. isn't that Sasha Banks? Well, she's not Sasha Banks anymore, man. Now she's running with Mercedes Renato. She's out in IGP. You know what, man? Really quick. She was at Megacon. Bo-Katan, uh, Katie Sackhoff, Mercedes Renato, Emily Swallow, who plays the armorer. I did not. I did not meet her. I kept trying, but like I had so much to do for work-wise that when I'd go over there, the line was so long. I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, I'm not going to get to... I think she was also... Her and Katie were only there like the first day, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Katie flew off to another convention, and I think Mercedes went to... Had to go do something for wrestling. Because um, she's currently, I think, the IGWP Women's Champion of the World. And she had she had her dog there. Dude, oh my God, it was so cute. Um it was a Mando dog, basically. Anyways, back to the plot. They also, Hayden Christensen, Rosario Dawson, um, and there's a couple other people that I'm currently blanking on who's from The Mandalorian also was there. Carl Weathers was there. Um, and more. So, like, that was awesome. We get to see them in real life. Uh, that's super dope. But because they've hired these Mandos for this, um, it makes me question how long the Mandos have been there. Have they been coming and going? Have they been? Have they just get there and they're just hanging out? Why do they need protection right now? They're not allowed to have an army come into the place because of the the rules and the bureaucracy. So that's why they brought in Bo-Katan and Mando. So it's really interesting. The uh, there's a lot of little nuggets of like the New Republic fucking sucks. And it's in this episode. It's in last. There's a reason. There's a reason Tim that it ends up it, falling. Yeah. Uh, it, with Tim Meadows, with Lizzo's, Jack Black, and um, everything from the Coruscant episode, really, really digging these little these little nuggets here. And if we want to get dyslexic, then we can take nuggets to Ugnaughts. Manned Bo, that's their ship name. We're gonna keep it up. Go talk Not to bad. the Ugnaughts and begin their search for the next malfunctioning droid. They headed the docks to talk to the B-1 battle droid foreman, voiced by Matthew Wood, a.k.a. all the droids ever in any Star Wars production ever, whether it be Clone Wars, Bad Batch, the video games. And he's also Bib Fortuna in not only voicing, but live action as well. We've watched him die recently. R.I.P. Bib. Uh, Mando just starts kicking B-2 battle droids that are now just loaders. I love that. I love. I love him kicking. He is such a <laughs> droid. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> He's just kicking him in the leg. Yeah, like the fucking dick, dude. I understand, but also fucking dick. Um, it goes bonkers. We get an amazing, dope Blade Runner style chase scene. Uh, they take it down. It's fine. Everything's all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? They head to a droid bar titled "The Resistor." 
I thought it was going to be like an uprising, but it's just a it's just an electricity joke. And it, it, it took me a little while to catch it. I'm not really proud of it. Mando goes full on bad cop acting like a total droid is threatening every droid in there because he's a dick. Again, the droid bartender states that droids are also worried about the malfunctioning droids. Uh, and that they're worried uh, it'll lead to them all being shut down, meaning most would be sold for scrap because they're all old, uh, and then be replaced by humans. The droids all chitter in agreement. They want to help the organics. And then they say that the Nabinthe drink is served there, and it updates programming as well as lubricating the insides. They go to do a droid autopsy and find out that nano droids are in the, a certain specific batch of the Nabinthe beverage. Made by the Techno Union, awesome, and illegally ordered by <gasps> Commissioner Hellgate, aka Evil Doc Brown. Klein, oh, look at that face. You were so shocked, so surprised. You're basically a very excited Mon Cal or a very sad Mon Cal, just a mouth open Mon Cal. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, what it, what, it, what it, here, man, like, I feel like. There's there's the Ugnaughts conversation, which is really fun. You see Mando like, I know what I'm doing. Bo-Katan doesn't know. And then they go the other way, and it's just like, oh, I know what I'm doing. I'm just being a fucking dick. What did you think about that dynamic? It's the I like the – I mean, this is why shows like – I said it at the beginning, but the why shows like Criminal Minds and CSI and all of those work is it's – this is typical buddy cop. You even leave – you leave baby Yoda with Lizzo for the afternoon and it's fun. It's a fun time, right? Like you're just out there doing criminal investigation stuff and getting into chases. I didn't think the droid looked a little funky running the way it was running, but Mm, yeah, other than that, this is, it's fun. Like it's, it's, if this was on its own, right, I would, I would be really into it. It's just, it isn't. Um, it comes with the baggage of everything else, but this is fun. And I like the, re- I love the idea of this like droid bar because yeah. we've seen like we, you hearken back to a new hope where there are no droids in here. We don't serve their kind. And now like, it's the opposite. It is yeah. all droids. And there's dro- like, I love the thing I love about star Wars is all the different species and all the different just like kind of droids and how recognizable all of them are. And like you walk into this bar and immediately it's like, Oh my gosh, like there's the star tours droids are sitting there hanging out and a blue C3PO. And there's a couple battle droids in there. It's just, I think it's, it's cool. Like it is, it's interesting and neat world building. I think to what do the droids do? Mm -hmm. And I love, I love the conversation. I forget exactly what Mando says, but it basically comes down to, oh no, we only serve one thing. Like they don't get yeah. a choice of what they drink. It's just, it's lubricant. Like, yeah. Uh, I did love that. Also in there, I don't know if you noticed it, but be, I think it's behind blue C-3PO is a silver red eyed version of the original C-3PO design. Oh, cool. Yeah. I noticed it on my second rewatch. I was like, Ooh, <laughs> That's a cool pull. Like, that's a great pull right there. Um, I loved this section. I really enjoyed the chase scene. Like, that was fun. Great action. Um, and then going into the droid bar, I think, is probably my favorite as well. I, I'd mentioned to somebody, we've seen all the footage from, uh, we, we've seen all the footage from the trailer. And then they walk in that droid bar and I go, Leo, point, you're right. We, we saw that in the trailer for a split second. So, 
dope as hell. Um, God, there's, if I'm not mistaken, there's a specific loader droid in there that we saw in a Clone Wars episode go haywire and Anakin Skywalker had to mow it down, uh, which was just like a holy shit. Um, right. So Christopher Lloyd's a bad guy. They confront Hellgate. And he threatens to hit the big red button, which is actually designed to turn every droid back into battle droids, not shut them down like he said. What a dick. He is a separatist. I mean, honestly, he's a separatist truther, if you will, says Count Dooku was a visionary that was cut down in his prime by the Jedi. Ska man, thankfully, Bo-Katan electroshocks him to shut the fuck up. She looks at Mando and just goes, politics. They bring him into the leaders and take me to your leader. Lizzo talks about forgiveness in the galaxy and Hellgate says, I hope that I can earn your forgiveness. And she's like, I hope so. You're exiled to the moon of Paraquat. Lizzo and Bowser give Mandbo the key of Plazir. Randomly, for no fucking reason, Grogu is granted knighthood. So yeah. he's basically a fucking Jedi now. Like Sir that's Grogu. Awesome. Yeah, Sir Grogu the first. I like the my favorite thing about that is that she actually did like the knighting with the yeah. sword, and it's just he is so tiny. <laughs> it's just it's so silly. <laughs> like, when she said, "I grant you knighthood," in my head, I'm thinking, "Oh God, please, like for the love of God, give me Grogu getting actually knighted," and we got it. Yeah, uh, really much love that. That's a sentence. Uh, but then they say, "Until our paths meet again." So you know what that means, Klein? They're totally They're- fucking coming back. <sighs> They're coming back for the finale. Oh, we're getting the band back together, man. Um, yeah, from here, you know, we go to the Mandalorian privateers and Bo-Katan eventually challenges Axe Wolves for the right of leadership. This fight is dope as fuck, man. Like, I enjoyed the. This is actually the best action scene in the whole episode. And that chase scene was dope. Um, great choreography. Absolutely love it. She wins. Shocking. Bo-Katan goes full Planet of the Apes at the end and says Mandalorians are stronger together. Uh, Axe says that the true ruler of Mandalore would wield the Darksaber. He shits on Din Djarin for not being of Mandalorian blood. Sounds like a fucking chiss. Bo-Katan defends him and then Din Djarin goes full math professor, utilizing the transitive property of math and the Mandalorian... Students all agree that because she defeated the enemy that defeated him, she is the rightful owner of the dark saber. Klein, we're going to talk about this topic about this. Talk about this. We got there the third time in just a second, but utilizing the transitive property of math, Maul uh, never was defeated to lose that dark saber. However, Obi Wan killed him. So then Obi Wan was killed by Vader, and Vader was technically killed well he was disarmed and defeated by luke skywalker luke skywalker is technically the rightful owner of the dark saber just so we're clear hmm. okay so that's will we fun see it? <laughs> no never i mean it'll never <laughs> oh my god will we dude just it's, imagine like you never know throwing the dark saber to him he's got the green he's got the dark saber and he just starts you can't see my arms but it was full general grievous slash cooking droid who slayed people that was in the security footage clino the dino 
let's talk about this finale. I feel like there's nothing before this that you really want to talk about. Am I accurate in that assessment? Um, yeah, I mean, not really. I think that yeah. this, the whole, like the Christopher Lloyd of it all was very just meh. Like it, I don't know <laughs> the, the twist of it. Oh my God. Yeah. It, like he's the, I did find it really interesting that he brought up Dooku and that he was like, did we know that was it made public that Dooku was like slain by a Jedi? Yes, it was. Okay. It was public that Anakin slayed Dooku. That was, oh, I do believe, okay. public knowledge because he was okay, a general. So, yeah. Okay. So, but let's talk about. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the dark saber, man. I, before we get there, I, I do want to say I did call that by the end of this episode, episode six. Bo-Katan would probably have the dark saber, and she would challenge for the dark saber i was so close she challenged so close. like she challenges him and i go oh my god we're getting the challenge and she's going to defeat din Djarin in three moves or less and 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 we didn't get that Kleino, how do you feel i didn't like it okay i didn't i thought that this was very it felt very oh she needs to have the dark saber now let's give it to her how do we give it to her Oh, I guess we could like justify it by like it felt like they were like writing these episodes without having any idea of like where it was going. That probably like that's not the case. But like you know what I'm saying? It felt like they were writing as they went and they said, "Oh, how can we get her the dark saber?" Oh, I guess like she slayed that thing and that thing slayed like took down Mando, so yeah, I guess it's technically hers. I thought we were going to get thought this was going to be a bigger moment. Um and this Same. isn't the first time that we've had big moments just kind of pulled away from us in the Mandalorian um, or big story beats. It's just, yeah. it seems it's, it's kind of baffling to me that over and over again, even with the dark saber, why did we even bother giving the dark saber to Mando? I agree. No reason, no reason at all. Why did we even bother having Grogu go with Luke? Not other than a little bit of training, not really any major reason. Yeah, um, I agree. It's just it's it's very over and over again. We've had these instances now where it's in this franchise, in this specific sub franchise of Star Wars, that it's like, why, why now, why here, why that? Yeah, I agree entirely. Um, this really made also, me. Well, can I say something kind of controversial that might make you mad? Oh man, yeah. Dark saber looks so cool when it's off. Looks so cool when it's on. I hate the look of it turning on. I cannot. It's it's moves so slowly. I find the CG of it oh, look. Yeah. It looks awful. Okay. I cannot stand it. Okay, I I try to look away. I'm not gonna lie. And it gets kind of because it's the bottom. It's got a cool effect where like the bottom of it is longer than the hilt, so it kind of mm -hmm. sticks out off the hilt. But when it when it comes out of the hilt. It look it goes out skinny and then kind of like fattens a little at the end. All of a sudden, it it does not look good. Yeah, no, I, I get you on that. It is it is a weird, especially in live action animation. It looks way better, but it's because you can do more with it in animation. Um, I I wanted Din Djarin to train with that fucking dark saber. Like yeah. I am, I, I am I genuinely don't think we're gonna upset. get it. Like Sabine Wren is my favorite Mandalorian of all time. One of my favorite episodes of all of Rebels is not shock, not the world between worlds related in any way. It's Sabine Wren wielding the dark saber and getting trained by 
Kanan Jarrus and learning what it takes to wield it. Why is it heavy? Why is it this? Um, I I feel robbed of a Bo-Katan Din Djarin fight. It ain't lasting long. You saw how fucking fast she's sk- she hasn't lost a fight yet. When she that we've pulls seen. when she pulls um woves out of the air with her grappling hook, oh. it was violent. Like oh. she like got him around the neck and just yanked him. Yeah, and I I loved that so much. And the thing that got me, she's not willing to challenge for the dark saber because enough Mandalorian blood has been spilled by each other. Do you have to kill the the, the person with the saber? Because if that's the case, then. How did Moff Gideon get it? How did Mando get it from Moff Gideon? Exactly. So there's like a loophole here that I'm not, I don't know if I remember. Maybe I should just go rewatch seven seasons of Clone Wars to find three episodes that explain the rules of the Darksaber, but maybe not. I, I feel robbed. uh, And I, I think I'm starting to question. uh, No, I'm not questioning. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the, she walks of two worlds discussion that we had from the armor. They go back to, uh, they're going to go back to where the fuck are they? Navarro park planet. No, Navarro. Navarro. Yeah. Navarro. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're going to go to Navarro and she's going to be wielding the dark saber and like, Oh, you challenged him and defeated. It's like, well, no, she defeated an enemy that defeated me. So it is by right hers. And they're going to be like, ah, 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 ah. that's not the rules man so then we're gonna get the fight that's what i hope that's what i want that's what i pray for when i'm going to bed tonight i'm gonna write it in my journal bo-katan versus mando give me mando fight please um but it's interesting that those mandalorians counted that as like a thing i don't do you think sir that paz vizsla and the armor are going to accept that transitive property of math bullshit You know, I didn't until just now. Or, no, I didn't think about it at all until just now. And now I'm wondering, maybe they won't. Maybe we will end up getting some sort of showdown. God, imagine if episode seven is titled The Challenge. Fuck me. Don't we know the name of the episodes? Or no, they they come out no. as no, they that, come out. Yeah, they come out as it. Yeah, that was the bad batch that we knew all the... Man, what a time. What a time to know all the good stuff. Um, Yeah, so I... I'm happy Bo's got the dark saber. She deserves it in every way. She's 100% a leader. She fights better than Mando. She's smarter than Mando. And it feels like we've gone hard left turn. Like, do you feel like he's taken some power levels back? Like Mando? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think he, he doesn't feel as badass to me as he did. Even just think about the first episode of season one, right? Where he, yeah like takes on that whole bar and like severs a dude with a door. And yeah, I, I don't feel like he is as nearly as badass as he once was. He is still pretty cool, especially when he's behind the wheel of his ship. Yeah. Um, I'll say that we get some super cool moments, but hand to hand and that sort of thing. I haven't seen a lot of it as of late to, to really impress me. One of my favorite sequences is from the prisoner episode when it's on that, prisoner ship and he's stalking like a like a yeah a killer and he takes every single one of them yeah it's dark and it's like glitchy and it's like strobe lighting and he gets them all badass but like 
I don't know, man. It has been a big step down. He's losing that. his like almost Batman luster, right? Like he felt yeah. very like Robert Pattinson Batman at in times in the first oh in the first couple like, seasons, right? Yeah, and now he's just Christian Bale. In oh, the, how dare oh, you? Hold on, wait for it. He's Christian Bale walking the streets during the day, and it's like ah, I don't like that. It needs to be like you know, it's like it needs to be at night. It needs to be Batman. Um. Here's here's a thought that just popped into my crazy brain noodle. Uh, next week, what if they end up saying like, "Oh no, you need to challenge for the dark saber." Uh, like it needs to actually happen. So because of this, there's an impasse. You two must fight for the right of the dark saber and the right to lead everyone. Um, and then I'm actually can't believe I thought of this. Dinjarin actually wins it. Like maybe they're punking him down and building up Bo-Katan. So you're like, Bo-Katan's gonna win this, and then he wins out of he nowhere. Her. Hmm. Maybe it's like I don't I don't know. He he didn't have to do a lot to beat Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon can't fight. It's very clear. Love Giancarlo. Don't want to call him an old man, but Moff Gideon is an old messy little bitch, and he's not gonna win a hand-to-hand combat with any Mandalorian. So I find it really intriguing that we set this up. Maybe that happens probably not is there anything else you want to talk about because i have big fan theory uh no my only thing would be is i'm wondering what the point of this season was because we've got two two episodes left right yeah and so it's i don't know i just feel feel duped Hmm. Yeah, I feel you on that. I feel you. I, I, maybe it was us. We were building it up in our head for so much, but or for so long, because it had been forever since season two, and season two left us on such a high note. And I mean, things can all change, right? We're Star Wars fans. We're as flippy floppy as they come. It's what have you done for me lately? But right now, I'm kind of sitting here going, I don't really know what the point of all this is going to be when we're said and done with season three. And I, I would have liked, I would have liked to have at least had an idea of that by now, yeah. six episodes in. I, I here's, I, I, yeah. I know what they're doing and it's a Favreau move. It's the Iron Man two of this era of this star Wars sacred section. Rangers of the new Republic got murdered because Cara Dune got axed. Axed wolves. Nice. So oh, that was stupid. God, I hate myself a little bit. Fine. <laughs> You're leaving that in. I am. I'm leaving that in. That's the sad part. Uh, I was just about to be like, Klein, you should host this show. I'm just here for dumb thoughts about the world between worlds. So what I really like is the idea that this is Iron Man 2. They, they had Rangers of the New Republic that they had going on that, you know what, we need to make some of this fit in elsewhere because we need this to go where we're going next. We need to shove in uh, a, a Nick Fury story. We need to shove in Natasha Romanoff. We need to squeeze in a villain. We need to squeeze in two villains. We need to squeeze in three villains. Holy shit, Klein, we've actually done exactly what Iron Man 2 has done. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, so I think Whoa. that's... <clears throat> Whoa, I know Kung Fu. Um, 
I think I'm so, going to need a gun. Yeah, I think this is the Iron Man 2 where we're setting up so much that we've lost track of what's actually happening. But I think in the next two episodes, we are going to pick it back up a little bit. Um, they better. We only have yeah. two. Well, hey, it's Rick Famuyiwe, and I trust in him. Before we introduce our little guest here, I want to drop this fan theory that I thought of today. Moff Gideon was rescued allegedly by Mandalorians. Listen, I'm full on. It's Thrawn. He's 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 plaguing everybody. He's Stop he's it. he's out here framing Mandos. Right. I love I love my blue man group. But if you had a nickel for every time Thomas said Thrawn like you would. You'd have some money. Well, yeah, you'd have at least five nickels. You'd have. Oh, just today. Yes. Uh, but I I question. Did Jack Black hire the Mandalorians to go out and save Moff Gideon? The line, we are honorable, kid. All it takes is a few credits. They sound to be up for anything, and that's what they talk about. Once they get a job, they do the job. They take the payment. We saw Mando not ever go against the job. He's like, yeah, it's the job. And then that's when he meets Grogu, and he goes, oh, shit. Do you think this happened? Do you think Axe Wolves and all of these Mandalorians would follow through with the job? Or hmm. would they back out at the last second? Again, because it is Plaza 15, where they are currently living. No, I don't think I don't think Jack Black has anything to do with it. Okay. He would never. He's got there were some he things. He's not in Bowser. There. See, well, that's the thing that gets me. It's like, oh, he would never. And I'm like, you know, but like, maybe what if, what if, if he did? Like, that's what I want to know. Like, who hired these Mandalorians that did yeah. this? Yeah. If they did indeed, if they in fact did do it. Um, but I like this episode and I want to bring in somebody who hates his entire life right now. Um and that is young Jacksonville Pews. <laughs> in the dark. I, I don't like coming to us coming to us from the cave they found like they they, they pulled bin Laden out of. <laughs> wow. Uh, I went out to my Jeez car because I didn't want Alana to have to turn off Survivor. <laughs> so I'm just chilling in the parking lot. <laughs> uh, how are we doing? Oh my That's God. commitment. I love it. I'm doing well. How are you? Not, Not as well. As well. Because Mando sucked. Um, <laughs> hey, you're you're not you're not alone in this fight, Jack. Thank God. Wahoo! You are. Um, <laughs> Wahoo. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm gonna need y'all's help with Mando because, as Thomas mentioned, I've had it's been a wild day for me, and I need some structure to my thoughts. So, if you guys could just like throw some out there you can throw jack black out there what'd you think of this or how about this and i'll respond to it because i thomas i know you're burning for my thoughts here <laughs> i am i have been begging him i for think you're 48 I think your hours words jack where you've lost faith in john favreau explain I'm losing it. yeah I, I am losing it because look this this past episode it, it i tweeted this out it was my least favorite of the Mandalorian ever um, because I just, I was not entertained. And, and look, if people were entertained, Thomas, it seems like you were um, good on you. I wish I was, uh, but the whole time, honestly, from the moment it began, I was like, Oh, what are we doing? I just, I was just so blech, but it mostly just highlighted my issues with the entire third season. 
and it's just we were just talking oh, about this jack go. i asked what's the i asked what's the point right we have two episodes left and i would like to be at after episode six i, w- I would like to know where we're at least going completely agree and I know a lot of people's response to that, and I agree with them, is that it's about uniting Mandalore. And I'm like, well, that's cool. Well, then why uh, are we doing that? Do, like, this whole episode, <laughs> I, I put this in our um, Twitter DMs, I think. Like, I think this episode, the entire thing should have been about Bo-Katan and Din, or it could have just been Bo-Katan, like, trying to convince these Mandalorians to join them. Rather than the last, what was it, like, seven minutes, and there was a challenge. Like, the whole thing should have been trying to convince them and... And, and then Bo gets dynamics. the dark saber, Gosh, and yeah, it was just yeah. that the ending, as cool as it was, mostly there was one little thing that I didn't like in there. Um, it was just so rushed, and at that at that point in the episode, I was like, I don't care what's happening right now, and I, that that sucks because I've been waiting for this moment for a while now. Jack, do you not like math? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Jack literally went to school I, for I math. Did. Didn't uh, it sucks, but I guess I'm good at it. Yeah, Jack, I'll be honest with you. I actually do not like the way that she like. I was like, I love it because I love the transitive property of math. But at the end of the day, I actually don't like the fact we got robbed of Mando versus Bo-Katan. Yeah, yeah. And I look like I, agree I want that way. fight. Like, it, it makes sense. It, it's a technicality. It does make sense, though. I'm I'm glad it at least made sense. Um, cause I wouldn't have been surprised with the writing if it didn't, but yeah, yeah, it, it was just, it was so lame. We were robbed of Mando versus, um, Bo-Katan and it, it, they didn't even have to hate each other or anything. Like it could have just been a thing of like, look, we got to do this and like, give me your best shot. I don't know. Or it, I, oh, I wanted, God, I, love that I guess another big thing about this whole thing, another big thing about this whole thing. Sure. Why not English? Um, I'm so frustrated at how much din has been pushed to the side in this season and i don't know if that's you know i think i think it was russ milheim tweeted out it had maybe had something to do with the last of us you know the the filming concurrently with mando season three and it was just kind of their way of working around it i don't know pedro made the right choice (laughs) well I, i honestly don't disagree yes um but it's just it's such a shame like he was like yet also, did you need him there? You could have filmed, you could have done yeah. whatever and just hadn't come to a booth at some point. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't actually need him in the suit. It, it's, I'm just, I, I think the biggest word that I can use to describe this for me is just frustrated because I, I wanted more of Din. I thought we were going to get more with Din and the Darksaber. And I guess we still could down the line, right? technically, even this season, if something happens. But like we talked about it, I think in our primer of like, Who's going to train Din with the Darksaber? Is it going to be Sabine? Is it going to be Bogatan? Oh, and God. I wanted to, like, after, especially after yeah. Book of Boba Fett, I want to see this guy, like, learn to wield this thing. And instead, it's just like, a, well, you know, actually, math. And, you know, here's the Darksaber. You win <laughs> and lead us. And I love Bogatan. In our primer, I said she's the thing I'm most excited for about the season. I love how much they've used her. I love how much of a center point she is. But not at this cost of pushing din to the side and this goes Mm. back to the book of boba fett thing where if you had made this whole wanting grogu back and missing grogu part of this third season that would have given din something to do that would have given him some kind of character thing throughout the season and then could have happened in the middle of the season or end of the season is when they reunite i don't know but it's just it's such a shame to me where this season has gone and again this episode it's the first it's really one of the first mando episodes i actually just 
actively do not like. But again, my biggest problem with it is it highlights my issue with the entire season. Um, and I'm, I don't have much hope for the next two episodes. I've, there's rumors circulating on Twitter about stuff that's going to happen. And I'm not believing them. I'm just saying like, I, I, I don't know where I stand with the show and I'm just going to wait to get what I get and make a decision by the end of this, uh, third season. Jack, I have two yes, questions. Rant McGee. We'll call you Ranto <laughs> right now because you were ranting I'm away and I love going it. all day while I'm trying to do stupid work <laughs> homework. God, I'm so glad oh, you're here. Work. I'm so oh, glad we work. brought you on. Um, okay, number yeah. one, I asked Klein this earlier. Uh, oh, you know what? I want to I wanted to backtrack because you said something very specific that I'm now trying to remember because I had another question, but again. I have a no, deep just repeat the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> just repeat the whole rant. Yeah. yeah. Start again, uh, please. So with um right, uh, this episode, do you like the episode as a single piece of Star Wars episode? Or because or or is it you don't like it because of yeah, that's my question. Because I, I like it for what it is. Like, if I were to just throw on an episode that I want to have fun and enjoy some cool Star Wars shit, this is an mm. episode that I would throw on. It's actually pretty high up that list for single. It's pretty damn close to The Prisoner, which is my favorite single wow. episode to watch that's at cool. any time. That's good. Because like, it's 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 a good wow. bottle episode. Oh, wow, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a great <laughs> bottle episode. But in the, in the scheme of season three, it's actually pretty damn low because it I doesn't. I think it's just hard to remove that plot. from the equation. Right. Right. Well, it's we can compartmentalize that, some shit. That it's might fine. be a good way of putting it, Klein. It's hard to take that context away. But to answer your question, Thomas, because this is something I've been asking myself. It's like if I just take the you know, like if if they had placed this as episode two or three or even one, maybe not one, but two or three of the third season, or even just earlier on in season one or two, would I like it? And I think to an extent, yes. I would like it more. Def I don't think I would actively hate it as I kind of do right now. But I said it off the top. It's like I wasn't entertained by this. The whole droid story thing going on. And we haven't even I haven't touched on Jack Black or Lizzo. But like I I, I thought the idea of the whole detective story was cool. <laughs> but I thought they could have done so much more with it. It just all kind of happens. And there's no like I thought we could have Chris give Christopher Lloyd more to work with, man. Like you're bringing him in. It for just reason. all kind of happens is perfect. Yeah. Like that's exactly yeah, that is very. Yes, it, it just it, you're right. Like it it all it mm -hmm. just all kind the of mystery happens. Isn't even I stand by that to me either, because when when they figure out it's nano droids and they're like. It's, it's just like one step to the next. Oh, nanodroids. Oh, techno union. Oh, separatists. Oh, well, who is it? Oh, Christopher Lloyd. It's like, well, no, can we actually do some more detective work maybe? Like, can we get deeper into this and have to like <laughs> use some logical reason? Can you give me some Batman moments rather than just let me type something in? Oh, Christopher Lloyd's face pops up on a screen like that. You got you got logical thinking with the dark saber handoff. Well, it felt like it. it we we've made this comparison a couple times so far this episode, but it felt very like CSI Criminal Minds. Yeah. It's like, well, we have we have half an yeah. hour, so we better figure out the mystery. All right, I have another question that got added on because uh, I I need Klein could not answer this for me. Jack, who the fuck is Lizzo? Like, teach me a song. Because I don't know. I didn't know who Lizzo was. You're Jack Pews <laughs> yes. to tell you about modern pop music other than uh, Harry Styles. Well, well yes. the thing there, Klein, though, Lizzo is best friends with Harry Styles. 
So I. Oh, okay. So you know who. <laughs> so you're on with the uh, flutist. Yeah, feeling good as hell, man. I gave I gave you a great answer. What are you talking I, about? That I, I couldn't mean, answer this. You, let me rephrase it. You couldn't make me understand. I guess is better, because I'm an idiot. Oh my god, what? guys, is there breaking wait, wait, news? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have breaking news. Okay. Oh shit. If you're listening to this in the future, you probably already know this. Do you want to know a movie that will be possibly announced tomorrow at? Star Wars celebration. Six hours? Hell yeah, I do. In like six hours. Rumor via the Hot Mike podcast with Jeff Snyder. Dave Filoni is getting his own Star Wars movie tomorrow. Furthermore, Lucasfilm is trying to codify the Star Wars universe around the worlds that Filoni and Favreau have created, which is why other movies and shows are being killed. Filoni equals the new Lucas. Give me Slon! We did it! I'm in my car, I'm screaming. Guys, love wins, we guys. So we won. Jack, I have a very deep question oh for God. you, though. Um, this is this is the one that Klein really enjoyed, actually. Um, it revolves around the yes. dark saber. So the Mandalorians that take their helmets off that were that stray from the way, as yeah. they say. Damn, I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but that was nice. <laughs> they agree with the transitive property of math that yes, that would make her the owner of the dark saber. Do you think the, yeah. Do you think the armorer and Paz Vizsla and those in the children of the watch would accept that reasoning for why she has the dark saber? Cause she's mm-hmm. got to go back with that saber. That's a good point. Um, kind of. Yeah. Just because of the way last episode ended with, um, the armorer saying you're the one to lead us. Uh, or, or you've walked both worlds, I should say. Maybe I shouldn't say you will lead mm-hmm. us, but I mean, there could be a hint there of the because the armor still has, you know, when she says, "Do you respect my station?" So she clearly, I think, still sees herself above Bo Katan. But maybe that's still mm-hmm. as a side. You know, maybe she's like, you know, you can be the leader and the one to like lead us in the battle, but like I'm still kind of the mastermind. I don't know. I think there might be some hesitancy. But with two episodes left and as much as they have to do, I, I feel like if this was season one or two, we all would have been like, oh, no, we got to be suspicious. The armor has Vizsla. They're not going to be cool with this. But there's been so many times when we've like tried to speculate something and then it's just totally glossed over and we just move on to the next thing. So I could see her coming back and everyone being like, you know, oh, she has the Darksaber now. This is the way. And it's like, all right, cool. We're, we're moving on. Which, again, Damn. not that interesting to me. They could do something more. but. In the past, they've left me satisfied. I, I just, I'd be, I'm, would be genuinely shocked if I'm satisfied by the end of the season with the way things are going at the moment. I was like really excited. I thought you were gonna have a really like hype answer, and you literally just this shot it down. And you, you have at least with Mando. I should say Mando. Uh, okay, Jack, can I hit you with a, with a a very important quote, and then B some some some. Let me let me spoosh you Come back on. up. Spoosh you back up. Let me let me tidy up that bow tie. Hope is like the sun. If you can only believe in it when you see it, you'll never make it through the night. So let me give you some light at the end of this tunnel. I think I want and I hope and I pray for it. it's going in my journal. I mentioned this earlier, but you weren't here. I'm gonna make it write it every day for six days that I want Bo Katan and Mando to fucking fight. They're gonna go back to Navarro 
and it's going to be like you bested him in in combat and because bo katan's not a liar she's going to be like no and din's going to explain it and they're not going to accept that because that's bullshit and i'm a math guy and i'm still like that's kind of bullshit and so they're going to say no no one can use the dark saber you both must challenge we saw how long that challenge mm-hmm. fight took i do not anticipate more than five minutes five minutes absolute max from the start of the fight to the end of the fight. It's probably going to be more like three because fights are really short in most cases in life. But I think it's going to come down to Bo versus Mando and it's going to be fucking awesome. But I also hit Klein with this thought. Has Din Djarin been slowly pushed aside and shown he's weaker than Bo-Katan, cannot wield the Darksaber like Bo-Katan, is not willing to do stuff like Bo-Katan? And because of that, it it comes to this point where they actually have to go to battle. Does he win? Mm -hmm. Every, if they were to fight right now, who do you say wins? Bo-Katan or Din Djarin? Just based off everything we know about both characters. Yes. Klein? Bo-Katan. Din Djar- Everybody loves an underdog. <laughs> and Din Djarin is nothing okay, if there. not an underdog. So, <laughs> okay, I'm picturing, I'm Din Djarin yeah. on the ground, like, really just out of the fight. And then you just see Mickey in his corner. Get up, Rock. Get up, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's knocked on the ground. Here's his mom. Oh, my God. Oh my God! What if uh, honestly now street, I'm going? The people of Philadelphia <laughs> rush in. Ragnar's back. The guy um, from Spider-Man One shows or Spider-Man Two shows up. Well, you you miss with one of us. You miss with all of us. See now that we're off the train, it's like Din Djarin gets knocked down. Grogu the people from the train are there. They lift them. Mando and they carry him all the way yeah. to them. Jesus, get it. Oh yeah, I do get it. But wow. Thomas, wow. To, to your point, I'm. I hope that's what happens. I would love to see Dan yeah. and Bo go at it, like whether it's because they, yeah. you know, personal reasons or just because of um, technical reasons. I don't yep. think I, I would put a point five zero point five out of a hundred percent chance that it happens in the next two episodes. Genuinely, and that that I hate saying that. Yeah. If it happens, I think it happens early in the next episode. Yeah, I'd have to. Because we got to do it and then move the fuck on to the rest of it. Because Moff Gideon's got to come back. We have a lot to do. Or do we have anything to do? (laughs) We don't know. I think we we have much to do at all. (laughs) A a, a thing I've been seeing, not fly around on Twitter, but I've seen a couple people bring this idea up. There there have been... Not like credible sources who I think have like scoopers or anything, but maybe just have heard rumblings. People saying that the next two episodes are going to bring like a lot of chaos. It's going to be divisive. Um, that the third season as a whole is going to be divisive. But someone tweeted this out, and I, I've I've just heard things. I I'm not like a scooper or anything. I've just I've seen things on the internet. Scooper Jack no. use. <laughs> Do we think there is Pooper any Jack chance Hughes. that Din Djarin dies this season? No way. What the fuck? There's no now, way. I think they could maybe pull like a Jon Snow. Oh, shit. Jon Snow season five. Uh, sorry if I just spoil Game of Thrones for people. Um, hey, I was thinking of watching <laughs> that. Some people haven't. 
I can see where they do that and they like end the season on it. And then all of a sudden, Oh, guess what? It, you know, we just ended the season before he come back to life. I don't know, but back I, to like, tank. People have just thrown that out there as, as like tank. a question <laughs> on the internet. And with as much as I've heard about this season being chaotic and divisive, it's like, I wouldn't be surprised maybe if it's not Din Djarin, but like if something big like that happens, in these next two episodes, Grogu dude, dies. If, if Grogu died, I if Grogu dies, I'm done. I'm never yeah, watching yeah, this show again. Is, Goodbye. Oh my god! Dead. But like, what if Din Djarin dies? Because with as much as they've moved Bo-Katan to the forefront, and I think it was Nathan Johnson oh, and I were talking about you're... this of like Baby Yoda on the ship is hanging out with Bo-Katan next to her rather than Din Djarin, and so it's like these little things of like is pa- is Pedro is, pa- is Pedro had maybe, enough, right? Maybe man, I don't like. What if Bo-Katan is now the Mandalorian? He's like, I'm getting that HBO money again, guys. Like. I guess it's Disney's pretty big as well. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the, the HBO yeah. by Disney sitting over it was just like piles of stacks. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just an idea. I like this season has been so unpredictable and just so all over the place to where I'm at a point now where I would not be surprised if he does. I don't think it's gonna happen. But like, if it ha- if it does happen, I'd be like, I-, I can't say whether or not I like it or not because I have to see how they do it. But I, I just wouldn't be shocked. Okay. Klein, do you think it happens? Should we do an over-under, maybe? Yes. An over-under of what? I'm trying to think of a good, like... Oh, percent? Do I think... I don't think they can do that. I also didn't think they could bring uh, Jack Lizzo into this season. (laughs) You know what? But we got (laughs) that, baby. We got that. Um, peaches, peaches. Um, I don't know that one either. You know, you'll you'll get you'll get it soon enough. <laughs> it's yeah. I don't think they can do that. I think they might. I think I I think he will die at some point. Now is not the time, though. They can't do a Mandoverse like culmination event and Mando not be <laughs> what there. What if they announce Dave Filoni's got this movie? It's a big Mando event, and then Mando dies this season. And then a week <laughs> later, Mando's God, dead. Dude, that'd be oh, hilarious. Gosh, that would actually be pretty funny. I kind of, I kind of want I know. that now. South <laughs> Park episode. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, I, 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 uh, yeah, I think it could happen. Um, do I think it will happen? Right. Not this season. Not this season. Um, when I think, I was trying to think like, what would be chaotic? What would piss the people off? What would make it extra divisive? And it's like, hmm, does Bo Katan die? Someone's dying. Like, I, it's very yeah, clear so that someone's going to die. I can see Bo Katan. I can see Bo Katan dying. Okay. Yeah, that so, would, I'd like that, by the way. Like, I, I mean, I would be so sad for Katie Sackhoff because, like, she's really coming into this role, but, like, you build her up this entire season. All for her to like unite Mandalore finally. Then she dies as their leader. Tech. Yeah, tech, exactly. Tech. She dies as their Fuck, leader. Man. And then th- maybe that's where we get Din starting to come back into the forefront. Now he's got to step up to the plate. I I could see that. Good call. Yeah, I could see Bo Katan dying. Fuck Moff Gideon needs his Should we wrap this episode up? <laughs> no, fuck that. Mandos need their revenge. True. I, th- I think this is the Empire Strikes Back of the show this season. At least the end of it. I I was just about to say I do actually like that idea because season one and two, like season two, ended in like cliffhangery, just like Empire, but 
it was in the most positive holy shit yeah. moment uh which just wasn't fit right i mean it was more of attack of the clones really it ends on this big cliffhanger of like now the clone wars are starting and we're like <laughs> yeah let's watch that oh wait it's ending in the beginning of the next movie fuck except this time it I mean, ended in moff gideon know, lost in season one and season two I mean, he's he's got to get some yeah forward, man He's supposedly in this season yeah, as well. Like uh, Giancarlo has talked with two about episodes left. There folks. have been rumors about like like about like like specific details of not what he's doing, but like you know like what he's wearing, what's going on with him. It's like he's got to come up at some point, or maybe not. I think it's next week. I think he shows up next week because this is about to be like the Mando finale movie, if you will. Um, because I mean, think about it. Like we can open up. Dark Saber Challenge, whatever. I mean, honestly, I think we're opening up on Moff Gideon. We opened up, what was it, last week? What did we open with last week? It was kind of different. It was very different. Um, last week, we opened up with the... Um, Navarro, right? And the yes, Pirates. I think so. Yeah. This week, so the, and it ends with Moff Gideon. And then the very first thing we see this week is Moff Gideon's ship, which really got me hype because i did think thrawn i'm not gonna lie but it was moff gideon no, chip as soon as instead we get this awful just love yeah. scene oh. between a mon calamari and this oh. good, you know by the way real quick shout out you know who's great uh i don't know how to pronounce his name i know his first name simon uh cassiendes the guy who plays axe wolves yes he i agree was great he didn't do anything over the top he was badass it was it was the perfect Very, Star Wars like character you, acting. You want to know what it reminded me of? Django Fett. Yeah. Oh shit, that's a great call. Not Boba Django Fett. Fett. Django Fett, man, looks like him. Kind of talks like him. Is chill as fuck like him. Just like. <laughs> yeah. I just rewatched Django. Some, some Han Solo energy. Way, I was kind of like Django Fett. Did he just combine <laughs> Django. Django from Django Unchained and, and Boba Fett? What's going on? Uh, I got you, Thomas. I agree. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so uh, we don't rank Mandalorian, do we? That's just Bad Batch. No. Yeah. Do we give um, it a... Shout out Bad Batch. It, it was, was dope. dope. What was that? Bad Batchers. How many Bad Batchers for Mando? <laughs> bad yeah. Batchers. Ooh, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. Fuck is it. That the new, is that the review yeah, scale? It is. <laughs> the Reckless hey, Rebellion listen, the only way we Bad can... Batch review scale. <laughs> it's the it's... only unit of measurement we understand. <laughs> Absolutely. Bad Batchers. Gotta, gotta keep tech alive somehow. Fuck. Unless you only do like... Yeah, three, is it four three Bad Batchers now? <laughs> uh, out of five Bad Batchers, I am going to give this a two out of five. Jack, Jack? Mm-hmm. Uh... I'm gonna give it. Oh, I can hear this. Maybe zero. a one and a half. I'm, go, I'm going a one out of five. Just I'm gonna go one and end, a half. By the way, like as much as I didn't like the the technicality part, like like the challenge was cool, and I do love Kenny Sackoff. Jack yeah. didn't like the credits. He doesn't like it when people get credit for the work yeah, they no, do. So he, the end. He yeah. hate, hated hated here. the credits. <laughs> doesn't want to cite sources. What a dick. <laughs> oh, you're covering up this beautiful art. Get out of here. <laughs> beautiful art. One bad batch. I'm going to go three. Okay. I'm going to go three. I mean, are we surprised that I'm going at three? Again, oh. as a single episode, it's really, I find it really fun, really enjoyable, different. Uh, people are like, it's so zany and hilarious. And I'm like, it's not that funny to me. Maybe I just have like a fucked up sense of humor right now. But like, 
I don't Wait, laugh. they're saying this episode was funny and zany and hilarious? I've seen that a lot. Like, oh, it's this, uh, this, this, and that. And it's not, well, I mean, oh, there's some funny moments. I did unironically like, like the bug game. I don't know why. Yeah, I've seen people say that's a, a Capital One commercial. <laughs> oh, like, I've seen, yeah, some people saying this looks like it's a Doritos <laughs> commercial. Yeah. So it's not wrong. But, um, yeah, I'd say three. I mean, I enjoyed it as a single episode. I enjoy it way more than, you know, the rest of the season. And that's the only reason it's a three. If I were to factor in the season, it'd be like, yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't do shit. I don't like side quests. And I still like this episode. That's where I land. Like, I fucking hate the side quest shit from season one and season two. I've, it's grown old. I've loved everything about this season because we very rarely do a side quest. And they hit me with the side quest like right off the bat. I'm like, oh, we're doing a fucking side quest? And then it turned out to be decent and entertaining. And I love Droid's right. Droid's rights activists' lives. Thomas, we're starting a revolution! Thomas, that's the thing. Like, if, and, and I, the internet will never be able to understand this for some reason. But if you found something entertaining, you found it entertaining. And sometimes you can explain why, sometimes you can't. But like... That, that's why I said it, credit to you. If you found it entertaining. If you found it fun, I, I wish I did, because I, I, there's nothing I want to love more than Star Wars. I did with that. Yeah, Jack actually notoriously hates Star Wars. Jack shit, fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wraps up our flagship topic. I forgot the name for a second. Uh, what did you think? of the mandalorian check us out at reckless rebels on twitter r-e-c-k-l-e-s-s-r-e-b-e-l-s head on over to apple Podcasts and spotify leave us a review while you're at it just ask access a question leave some comments and offer recommendations we love interacting with you and hearing from you our favorite rebels klein where can everyone find you on social media you can find me everywhere at the Kleinfeld, T-H-E-K-L-E-I-N-F-E-L-T. And I host a video game podcast called Controller Club. And this week, we are reviewing the Super Mario Brothers movie. So check out for that on podcast services around the globe. Jack Jack. You can find me on Twitter at Jack Pews. It's P-U-E-S, all one word. I don't have a recommendation, but I do have to go take the trash out. So thank you, boys, for letting me in at the very end here. Uh, give my oh. Did you tell Alana you were cut, you were leaving to come on the podcast, or does she still think that you're <laughs> just taking the trash out? No, I told her. Thank <laughs> you. If I didn't, I'd be in big trouble. Um, peace out, boys. Until next week, we'll be in touch. Star Wars See you later. No way. See ya. Yeah, head back to the Sarlacc pit. Bye. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at TC Rochester Act, T-C-R-O-C-H-E-S-T-E-R-A-C-T. Uh, my recommendation for the week is go outside, have some fun, spend time with friends, dance, dance your fucking ass off, dude. I danced so much at MegaCon, dancing in the Are aisles, you a good dancing dancer? in the street. Actually, not really. I dance like lately, yes, because I'm like I got to do something different with my life. And dancing is like a great workout, man. Uh, I only got like the one like high step running man kickback move. I don't know if it's got a name. It's like kind of like a step, if you know what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Uh, a hip hop step, I should say, because there's like 30 different steps in film and dance. But like I've been doing a lot more lately. Uh, I enjoy it. It's fun. It makes me sweat. It's a great workout. My legs were killing me, bro. So dance. 
you don't have to like let people see you just dance in the shower dance in the car turn on your favorite song and i would shake recommend that against ass. dancing in the shower it can get a little slippery in there i don't want anyone you know that's fair <laughs> injuring themselves it, on our accord it, i i take cold showers and i'll throw on it feels good uh by james brown to get through it and or i feel good i feel good anyways and yeah. i dance in the shower I'm not doing crazy shit. I'm just the shoulder shimmy. Yeah. You have any recommendations other than your podcast? I do, actually. And this is a bit of a weird one. So Ooh. stick with me. Stuck like Spider-Man. There is a free YouTube series you can go watch right now that I've been absolutely obsessed with over the past week. It is called Double Fine, A Psych Odyssey. This hmm. is a documentary that follows it is a like 30 hour documentary that covers about seven or eight years and it follows the development of the video game psychonauts 2 which came out a couple of years ago i have never played this game but if you've ever had any interest in video games video game development anything creative really at all go and watch this it's it'll take a very long time because it is like 25 30 hours long there's a lot of it but it's fascinating because you see I wish they did this with movies like you see beat for beat how everything in this video game comes to be for better or for worse. And I cannot believe I am stunned at the access that they have. They're in literally every meeting except for maybe one or two that might have like HR things going on. Wow. And it's incredible. Some of the, like the interviews that they get on camera with these people where like these people are still working with these other people and someone will come on and straight up just like, yeah, I, I hate working with that person. Like, it is just, it is incredible. It's amazing. It is a document that I think should be celebrated. It's called uh, Double Fine, A Psych Odyssey. It's on YouTube. And it, yeah, it's amazing. Wow, that sounds dope as hell. Also, go man. watch the Mario movie. <laughs> I'm going to try and squeeze that into my weekend. I thought, I was like, I, yeah, I April will tell 5th, you right now. And then I forgot. It is, yeah. it's not a great movie. But okay. God, do I love it. Hey, man, so like, let me ask you a very important question. What if the only Mario game that you actually played played was like the very first one? And then you just like played here and there on your friend stuff. You'll and still Yoshi like Island You'll was still like, enjoy it. OK, OK, cool, yeah. cool. I was worried because like I it is it is an Illumination Kids movie, though. Like it is from the studio that brought you Despicable oh, Me. So. so what you're saying is I'm going to fucking love it then. Hell yeah. <laughs> It's, it's funny because i've been going to movies like i don't know like the marvel movies and avatar and creed john wick but i had never i haven't been in a room with that many like seven or eight year olds in a very long time and i just i forgot like how annoying kids are <laughs> there was one you'll love this because you're old you um yeah you know the nes right yeah, I do. So there's a sequence. Sorry, very late Mario spoilers. There's a sequence in the movie where there is an NES. And a kid oh. out loud, some seven-year-old, points at the screen and goes, you know, that's the original Switch. That's hilarious. And oh, my God. Funny. It got a laugh. <laughs> that's the original Switch. Somebody get that child a documentary on Nintendo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, hell yeah, man! I'm excited to I'm excited to watch this. Let's get the hell out of here, man! It is yeah, late. Klein, 
Enjoy your Star Wars celebration. Yeah. Happy Star Wars celebration, everybody. Happy Star Wars celebration. The Force is your ally, a powerful ally it is. We have spoken. Get some twin sunlight. Stay hydrated. This was podcasting. Yippee! <laughs>